Crossroads. I'm Peter Howard at PA Howdy on Twitter. I'm here with Jake Anderson at NFL Draft Talker on Twitter, and we are here to discuss one player at a time from a film and analytics perspective to fight it out between the two sides of the same player to decide once for all where we stand on them. Jake, what's new with you, man? Oh, nothing much. I just, uh, for the second time in two weeks, I slept on my, my neck wrong and I can barely move my neck, so. I'm struggling through, and uh, you know I could have called in, called in sick on this one, but I'm pulling through, uh, just because I'm so thrilled to talk to you again. We appreciate you toughing it out, um, although uh, you shouldn't really admit that there's a weakness here. I'm sensing victory early. <laughs> um, just gonna start calling it, and then maybe people start believing it. Um, we seem to be stuck with me at host because I did it the first couple of times, and um, now I'm. Uh, mad with power so i'm now the host um as we get into quarterbacks now our first time looking at a quarterback um gonna talk a little bit about what we like about quarterbacks and then what we don't like about rookie quarterbacks especially coming into the nfl um and then just give an overview each of us on what we think of sam donald and his value and where he should be valued uh, and then uh, fight about it essentially is the third part so Jake, do you want to start with uh, quarterbacks on what you like about them and then move into what you like about Sam Donald or what you don't like, more importantly? about? I think quarterbacks, I think we would agree, and, and most people, most evaluators would agree that quarterbacks are incredibly hard to, to scout and to project into the NFL, especially when they don't have a clear-cut path that's starting right away. A lot of the times they get thrust in there in bad situations with bad supporting cast because the teams aren't patient like they used to be. Uh, but as far as attributes, uh, I think accuracy is obviously number one. Uh, pocket presence, ability to go through progressions, very important. Um, ability to move in the pocket and avoid oncoming defenders is important. Pretty much sums it up. I mean, obviously arm strength isn't, we've we've come to know that arm strength isn't everything uh, with the Josh Allens of the world. Uh, but you're looking for intelligence, confidence, and those intangibles, leadership are incredibly important that position. I think that's another reason why it's so hard to scout is, is we don't get to see those intangibles sometimes. And sometimes you want to feel like you can analyze a player from the things they say in interviews, but you, you never really know how they really get along with teammates and their personality behind the scenes. Do you think part of that is how often quarterbacks are thrown into the oh, limelight absolutely. straight away now? Like um, if you don't have your head on your shoulders, if you're not a good leader already. Absolutely. And I, I think some people say that the only 
experience that is valuable as playing experience, and I don't necessarily agree with that. I think quarterbacks had a much easier time when they have a year or two or even three to get established in the league, to gain comfort, to get a house, to get an apartment, get to know their city, and get to know their teammates. You know, it's just like, I mean, it's like stepping on campus as a freshman, and not a whole lot of guys do that either and step on a, a major university and start from day one. And, and even if they do that, this is this is a completely different ball game that we're talking about at the next level. So, yeah, I completely agree. A lot of these guys are getting thrust in the position, and, and I'm a big confidence guy, so once that confidence gets shaken, it's hard to come back from that at times. Um, yeah, for my part, all I look for, for quarterbacks is draft capital, <laughs> which is uh, directly against most of what I say for other positions. But where you have mediocre and terrible quarterbacks being taken in the first round regularly, it's incredibly where one with any potential escapes. So the Dak Prescott, Tom Brady of the world, and the, the Tony Romo, these are really rare cases. And it's not that I don't want to look for them, but you're mostly going to find out about them, I think, when they come up. When they start looking like the starter on their team, then you have to start digging into them. Outside of that, you're just looking for quarterbacks who are going to get opportunity, and that's all first-round quarterbacks. I also like the same things I do with wide receiver and running back. I like quarterbacks to be efficient. I like them to be efficient early, and I also like accuracy. Accuracy is the skill that I think both film analytics guys and guys in the middle and people who just watch the game for fun agree doesn't get better with practice. You can't become more accurate by trying harder if you've gotten to the nfl and it hasn't already your practice already hasn't improved your accuracy it's not suddenly going to start improving which i think is one of the big um red flags everyone's putting on josh allen he can't really get more accurate and so you have to look for is he accurate in certain phases of the game that can help him or not so yeah that's what i look for i look for age because i'm an ageist <laughs> when it comes to rookie evaluation i think um and then i look for accuracy and an all-round solid skill set so some of what you're talking about with athletic ability or rushing his now with sam donald in particular you're taking the out Right, you are not a fan of Sam Donald, and you're going to tell me why I should not scoop up this delicious, <laughs> delicious value. You see the way I'm already leaning the audience, right? I'm leading them. So just to get to Sam Donald, and it's not that I don't like him. Uh, I have concerns about him, and for me, it's from a dynasty fantasy perspective, especially dynasty. I think that's really where we're trying to go here with this podcast is featuring more long-term rather than necessarily redraft. But Sam Darnold's my quarterback four, and I think I think there's a little, there's a pretty big drop-off there. The, the things that concern me are primarily with his lower body. I think his, very rarely does he get his feet set when he makes a throw. Also, with the, he's a little bit turnover prone, and, and mostly it's ball security uh, with fumbling. So I think he, and he said it before, he needs to learn how to understand when a play is dead and to learn to live for another down. You know, sometimes the best throw on the field is is no throw and, and throwing it out of bounds. Um, or even, you know, just taking a sack is, is much better than a turnover. Who he reminds me of a little bit is Matthew Stafford. And we see Matthew Stafford throw off platform a lot, throw off his back foot, can be a little bit turnover prone at times, has a good strong arm. And there are some good things about Sam Darnold. I think he has one of the best arms in this, in this class. I think he can make any throw on the field. And it's not sheer, sheer arm strength like it is with Josh Allen. I think he can throw deep accurately. But he is a completely different player 
the few amount of times where he actually does set his feet, he can be pinpoint accurate, and he's so impressive. And him throwing on the run, you know, I think it's the best in the class as far as being accurate. He can go through progressions. I think he reads the field well um, most of the time. There are some issues where, you know, he throws some bad interceptions where he just doesn't anticipate the defender jumping the route or even acknowledge that he's in that in that zone. So I do like him. There's just some concerns, and I think the footwork thing is my biggest thing, and I think that's, that's difficult to correct, especially when you're coming into a, a team with not a great offensive line and really there's not any dynamic weapons on that offense. Uh, Robbie Anderson, we'll see if he can keep his head on his shoulders and and if he's suspended or, or whatever goes on there. Uh, Quincy Anunwa is a solid slot wide receiver. My boy, Ardarius Stewart, I still believe in him, but the reports haven't been glowing there. Um, Chad Hansen showed pretty well in his limited time last year. And the run game, I, there's a bunch of bodies there. Uh, Isaiah Crowell is is a decent running back, nothing spectacular there. Uh, Blau Paul, uh, man, they got Thomas Rolls. They got a bunch of backs, and they got a bunch of wide receivers. And I don't know why they let ASJ walk, but that's on a different subject altogether. But, yeah, his base is my biggest worry i'm not really worried about his elongating throwing motion that doesn't scare me off too much because his release his timing and his release is up there with some of the best release times uh in the nfl if you watched his little sports science gig with uh what's his face and trent dilfer um so his release time is fine there it's just his feet he needs to be able to set his feet in the pocket more often and more consistently Okay, Jake, you've named him the best in the class at like three different things, I think. And mentioned his all-around skill set and how he's good on throwing on the run. Did you mention that he's one of the most accurate top two in this class in the deep ball as well? I did. Uh, yeah, I just... did. Hey, sometimes you need you need help, Peter, and I'm here to help you. <laughs> okay, so Sam Donald, across the three areas that I mentioned, accuracy, age, and skill set, um, he does well in all three, right? He is um, an incredibly accurate quarterback. He had a 67% completion percentage in his first year. It wasn't actually his first year, but it's his actual freshman year, age 19. Um, he followed that up with a 63% completion percentage at the age of 20 in 2007. So he is accurate, and he's been accurate uh, in the Pac-12 young as well, which is also, for me, just doubly impressive, rolling over some of my understanding of what wide receivers and running backs do in the NFL compared to their age at which they do things um, at the college level. I think we can say that he has been impressive. Draft position in the NFL draft of a quarterback has a significant connection to how likely they are to hit or become fantasy-relevant quarterback. The exceptions to that rule, well, we can all name because there just aren't that many. Now, that's not to say I'm still not looking for the undrafted or the lower-drafted quarterbacks like Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, or uh, Tony Romo, for example. But it just means I think most of them are going to end up being the Austin Davises of the world. There's also a separation between quarterbacks drafted in the top 10 pick and everyone else. Um, and I think that's worth uh, paying attention to. Even in a deep quarterback class like this is mostly considered. Now, everything else you said I think is well taken, right? He is not the best, but not the worst. 
at several things, but he's mostly described as someone who's in the middle. He has a solid skill set in every area of the game that we like to look at. So that doesn't turn me off. The other thing to mention is because I don't specialize or I haven't specifically worked out my own process on quarterback evaluations for rookies, I turn to the smart guys, the smart guys that I know and that do quarterback evaluation. One of those guys is Sean Slavin at 2QBs.com, but he created a stat called TNEA, which is basically AYA, but with rushing stats built into it, because rushing stats are the Konami code, the cheat code for fantasy production, and also they have a strong correlation, he found, to how well a quarterback actually does in the NFL. If you can move, if you can run, this seems to be the secret with Carson Wentz as well, despite coming from a lower conference, because he's so good athletically, and we underrated him for that. According to his TNEA stat, no quarterback had a season more efficient than Carson Wentz in all of the years that Sean Slavin looked at other than Marcus Mariota and Deshaun Watts. Now those are two quarterbacks that we, we value pretty highly in Dynasty or in Redraft and also we saw them translate their college stats into on-field production fairly quickly even for rookie quarterbacks drafted with such high draft capital. So Sam Donald to me from that perspective, compares much more to um, the Sam, to the Marcus Mariotas, or even the Deshaun Watsons. Although he's got better efficiency stats and completion stats, I think, than um, Deshaun Watson, than he does um, any other group. And where he was the third overall pick, that's just something we have to take into account. Taking a quarterback in the top three pick is a significant um, data point and it correlates more closely to fantasy or NFL success than pretty much anything else I can name. Right now, um, Sam Darnold has been taken as a quarterback 24, according to DLF ADP, at pick 175. Now that's not two QB leagues, that's just regular league. That's a bump from March where he was taken at 197 at QB 26. Now the important point I want to make about his ADP though is that he has received the smallest bump after the draft. Part of that is a fear, like you said, of the New York Jets. And part of that is we just get attached to our guys. And guys like Lamar Jackson, who I definitely agree is a, a tantalizing prospect, but he's been drafted behind another starting quarterback, even if it is Joe Flacco. And, and I think we're being carried away because of his fantasy potential. I don't think he's, I'm not saying he's not going to reach that fantasy potential because I like him a lot as well, but he's been drafted outside the top 10 picks He's behind a starting quarterback who the team, despite having more than enough reason to give up on him before now, has not yet given up on him. And yet he's being drafted ahead of Darnold, the top three pick, um, with a good skill set, fantastic efficiency by age, comparing only to Marcus Mariota and Deshaun Watson. Um, and I just think it's a little bit of a misstep. It's us wanting to call our shot and take our guy, which is fine. But that means that Darnold is falling at value. You can get him in two QB leagues and you can get him in one QB leagues a lot lower despite the fact that he has, he scores well in all of this. And where it is such a mystery source, we know the least about which quarterback's going to hit than any other position. So I'm just fine taking him a number three overall pick after a quarterback that got taken at pick 132. So at the very end of the first round. And like I said, while I'm really excited about Jackson's potential, I I was not on the he's a wide receiver bandwagon. I thought that was ridiculous. That's just a significant difference in the most indicative data point on whether a quarterback's going to make it or not. And the fact that he's been taken ahead of Donald right now just makes Donald devalue, I think, um, of quarterbacks in this draft class. I was pulling up your two QB ranks here so I could uh, see where you have him ranked. 
Uh, what quarterback did you say uh, he's a value to compared to? Lamar Jackson. Okay. I think the thing about Lamar Jackson and I think about thing about these quarterbacks is in one QB leagues, quarterbacks just don't really have a whole lot of value, correct? And they're easily replaceable. Outside the top five. So I think especially in one QB leagues, and that's where this ADP is coming from, I think that's where Lamar Jackson sees his biggest bump. And that's where I would value him more in that format because you're shooting for the moon. And if you're looking for upside out of these guys, obviously with the rushing ability, Lamar Jackson's potential is out of the world. I mean, it's a top five uh, dynasty quarterback if he lives up to the, the potential. Now, with with Darnold, what kind of upside is he going to get? And that's that's the thing with in two QB leagues or Superflex leagues. That's where I think he definitely narrows that gap with Lamar Jackson because two QB leagues, Superflex leagues, it's harder to take that gamble and put that much investment and capital into Lamar Jackson because if you're counting on him, because that's what you generally need in Superflex two QB leagues, you need to count on these guys to play week in and week out and, and be in your lineup. And the thing that scares me with Lamar Jackson is his ceiling is so high, but his floor is extremely low. There is a chance that Flacco plays well. He's there a couple more years. And who knows? Like you said, draft capital is very important. If you're not picked in the first 10 picks of the NFL draft, that is some concern there. Um, so I think you make a valid point, but I think the reason why Lamar Jackson is the quarterback one in this rookie draft class in our DLF uh, most recent ADP is strictly from a, a ceiling standpoint, and and that's what you're drafting him for. You're drafting him in the second round. You're not spending a premium pick on him. Uh, so that's where I think the, the differential is there. And I'm still looking through your rankings, and I cannot find – Sam Darnold anywhere to be found. And I see you have Baker Mayfield really high. Um, hmm. Lamar Jackson pretty high. I don't even see Sam Darnold on your top 150. Yeah, um, my quarterback rankings aren't updated is the thing. I only added... Lucy, you've got some explaining to do. <laughs> I only added Sony Michelle to my quarterback rankings. Uh, <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you were supposed to be a big fan here, Peter. Yeah, no, I hear you. It's always a... It's a it's a process. I understand. And you can look now. I've just put Sam Donald on there ahead of Lamar Jackson. <laughs> just, just now, just... By the time this podcast airs, it has been updated. Now, that's weird. That's funny. Uh, going to the. Do you agree with the with the analogies with the the superflex two QBs rather than the one QB leagues? No, you're right. Um, yeah, I think you're making a really good point in that outside of the top five quarterbacks, it doesn't right. really matter, right? Um, it's a position we've been streaming forever, and we've gotten very good at streaming it. And so, rookie quarterbacks in general tend to be a um, two QB or superflex argument. Uh, remember that um, Carson Wentz, who's now been stuffed into the top five of dynasty quarterbacks by most rankers, not me, and you can check me on that, I've definitely made sure of that one, um, he isn't a rushing quarterback either. What he is is an athletic quarterback who throws well on the run, like Deshaun Watson, 
So Sam Donald looks more like those two players than Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's upside that we keep looking for is Cam Newton, someone that people are more than happy to push down in their two quarterback ranks or their super flank ranks unjustifiably. And you compared Donald to um, Matt Stafford, someone who continually finishes in the top 10 and is ranked outside and taken outside the top 10 every year. So again, that's not... Um, your point is really well taken. If I'm going to, in a one quarterback league, who's going to get me into the top five, it's easier to make a case for Lamar Jackson, who I love. I'll point out, great, great guy. Best guy you'll ever meet. I've never, I've never met him. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> um, all I'm saying is that uh, Sam Donald, you can make a roundabout case for how he compares to these quarterbacks that we recently have stuffed in the top five of dynasty rankings. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. So, so let's say I have bigger concerns about Darnold than I do about Rosen and Mayfield. That's and that's the thing. That's why he's quarterback four in this class for me. And like I said, superflex two QB compared to one QB league. That might switch things with Lamar Jackson and Sam Darnold, or at least narrow that gap. Uh, it's more so that I love Josh Rosen and I like Baker Mayfield a lot. I just, I think Darnold's a little bit more of a high variance type of player. And I think, although his ceiling is pretty high too, I think his floor is relatively low. Where I think Rosen and Mayfield have a very good combination of a relatively high floor and relatively high ceiling. One thing I was just looking up is uh, the reason I say outside of the top five, it doesn't matter, is because it's it's remarkably similar to tight end. Like, I average the number of top five positional finishes on a weekly basis since 2010, and quarterbacks one to four get five to eight quarterback five finishes on a weekly basis um, going back to 2010. Outside of those top five quarterbacks, it's pretty much three. So quarterbacks 6 to 12 all get about three top five finishes a year on average since 2010. Coincidentally, it's also about the same for quarterbacks 13 to quarterbacks 15. And these are end of year rankings according to fsstatistics.com. And so that's why the position so streamable outside of the top five. And even with the top five, you're not getting a significant advantage. So let's do a little exercise here. Let's take the three um, veteran quarterbacks that are going above these rookies. I won't even put the rookies in there because before we get there, where is Darnold in your quarterback rookie ranks? Um, Where would he be for me? I'd have it Mayfield because Mayfield's uh, an analytical god according to everything that we measure. (laughs) Um, I can't remember what I put out there, but just off the top of my head right now, it's Mayfield, Rosen, Lamar Jackson, Darnold. Like I say, I don't think I... Oh, so you, so we have the same quarterback ranks. Yes, I, I don't think I disagree with you on rankings. I just and You're saying how much you love him, and you're saying how much I hate him. Talk about twisting words here. So going back to this, going back to this exercise, three, the three veteran quarterbacks ahead of these rookies are Matt Ryan, Derek Carr, and Drew Brees. Would you take, just for reference, since all these rookies are pretty close for us, um, Darnold over any of those guys... Uh, in a one QB league to start. Matt Ryan, Derek Carr, and Drew Brees. 
Um, I'd actually take all of those veterans over the rookie quarterback. Okay, perfect. I, I would too. And in a 2QB or Superflex League, would it be the same? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It absolutely is for me. I don't think it's... The one uh, question you could put on there is Derek Carr, but I'm actually making a strong case we're undervaluing him right now. So. Ah, we're on the same page here. We do not need a podcast about him. It's more that I think Donald, actually with the higher draft capital, makes this better value. And like you say, we're not putting him over these veteran quarterbacks who uh, who are definitely going to finish higher than higher than them in positional rankings in 2018. So here's another exercise: the three veteran quarterbacks going after these rookies. Would you take any of these guys above just Darnold, for instance? Big Ben, Alex Smith, Blake Bortles. That's a really good question. Sorry, I had to think about that one. And maybe actually, that's about the range where I start thinking about them. Let's put it that way. I agree. I think I'd take all these rookies over these guys. Uh, I think Big Ben's the only one there. That's a question mark for me. Just because, you know, I think there's a chance that he does play three more years, two more years. And uh, Are those guys actually being drafted ahead of them? Yes. Is this ADP or ranking? This is ADP. So um, Jackson is quarterback 20, and this is one QB. So that's we talked about Jackson being the top of this list. I, I don't really agree with it. Except in maybe a 1QB league where you're shooting for the sky. Jackson's quarterback 20. Um, Mayfield's quarterback 21. Josh Rosen's quarterback 23. And Darnold's quarterback 24. Really? Wow. Cool. Sam Darnold's big problem is really in his legs, his footwork. Even though he excels when he's pushed and yeah, to use his yes. legs to be mobile in the pocket, which we do value and we agree on that. Yes. What do you think's harder to change? Your accuracy or your footwork. Oh, footwork, footwork for sure. But we're not we're not arguing Josh Allen and and Sam Darnold. I think that's that's the thing here. We're arguing Darnold compared to Lamar Jackson, who who also has some um, footwork issues that I'm concerned about. Um, his his base is so so narrow, but we're comparing him to Josh Rosen and Baker Mayfield. That's that's the precedent. Do you think my upside comparison of Lamar Jackson as Cam Newton, is that fair? Um, yeah, I think it is. I think he's going to be, his completion percentage might not ever be stellar. Um, but Cam Newton, in my mind, is probably the most underrated fantasy player in the league. Um, people don't like his swag. People don't like his personality. Uh, people don't like that he misses some wide open throws. Who cares? I mean, how many other quarterbacks have as many top five finishes as he does? He has, what, five of them now? So, Jake, if, if we can compare these quarterbacks to their archetypes, what we're, what you're saying essentially is that it's more likely that Lamar Jackson becomes Cam Newton than Sam Darnold becomes Carson Wentz. And that's really where my scores-based argument goes. I think Cam Newton is a heck of a remarkably rare quarterback, right? Um, sure. Sure. No, I don't know if I disagree with that. I think Lamar Jackson is more of a Michael Vick um, type of quarterback. Uh, he's certainly the most electric quarterback in the open field that we've seen since Michael Vick. Uh, similar kind of throwing motion. I don't think it's quite as strong as Michael Vick, but I think he is more accurate. Um, and I think he's his head is a little bit more on his shoulders than Michael Vick. <laughs> All right. All right, Jake. I think we've... Uh... Uh, argued back and forth about Sam Donald enough. Um, 
I don't like with a lot of our things. I don't think we disagree on the on most of it. I just think we come out in a different place, and that what continues to be an interesting part of talking about one player from both of these different viewpoints. So, is there anything you would like to tell the people that you're up to, um, or something they should go check out before we get out of here? Not, 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 not really. Um, Scott Fish just released the SFB eight T-shirts. Anybody can go buy those. A uh, bunch of the money goes to Fantasy Cares. Uh, another shout out to John Bosch at Empire FFL. Go join his Eliminators. I know last episode I had one spot left. That was filled, so disregard that because that will be listened to well beyond that point. But I know that there's going to be some more leagues um, for FC Eliminators, Fantasy Care Eliminators. So hit up John Bosch or go to fantasycares.net. Sign up for those bad boys. Certainly excited about it. And if you guys feel free, we should be on iTunes because you are now listening to this podcast. If you'd be so kind to leave us a rating and review, we certainly would appreciate that because uh, we're, we're a new podcast and we're trying to get our name out there. Yeah, we really would. Um, we also have a, a Twitter at as well. Yes. Or you can at me, at PA Howdy, or at Jake at NFL Draft Talker. So it's Dino Crossroads. At Dino Crossroads. I'm off to try and cut this down to 30 minutes. Ha. <laughs> we will see you next week. Thanks for checking us out. See you later. You're at the Dynasty Crossroads that film and analytics create. You gave me the power. Crossroads that film and analytics create. You made me host, this is now my domain. It's the dynasty crossroads where film is everything. You started out being so kind. The dynasty crossroads where I don't know what to say. The I don't know if I can stoop to your level. Consensus, but we'll give you everything. Yeah, uh, that's probably true, Jake. Jake, you're still there. Lucy, you've got some explaining to do.